Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Hello, and welcome back to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast. This week, we discuss what Santa brought us in our stockings. Was it candy or coal? I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. I'm John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror, thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. We take turns selecting from our movie genres, movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't find any of these movies on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give it a second chance. Today's pick on the podcast is Elaine's choice. The Sorcerer's Apprentice from 2010. Yay! <laughs> I know you're all so excited. Wait, but this isn't the one from Fantasia? No, that's the one I watched. Because that's what I watched with Mickey? Yeah. And the Mops? Yeah. That's what I watched. I was like, yeah. favorite scene? It's only got the one. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the scene where the wizard does the magic, and the scene where Mickey does the magic, and the scene where the wizard fixes the magic that Mickey fucked up. What about the scene where the hippo's dancing around? There's yeah. actually lots of scenes in Fantasia. All right, well, anyway. Okay. So, words are hard. Carly. Yeah. Yes. What did you think Ooh, when you found out we were right watching? I'm gonna jump right to that. Wow, we go to, that's stuff. not the order. <laughs> I can do whatever order I want. First of all, I will say my stocking was just chock full of Reese peanut butter treats, <laughs> <laughs> and I love them, so I was fine with that. Um, second of all, I'm not a, and this might shock you, a huge fan of Nicolas Cage. <laughs> that is a little shocking. So I was apprehensive <laughs> crazy nicholas cage is awesome well i didn't know what to expect <laughs> well he is castor troy i am castor troy i guess tony's gonna go next john and it tony both are wearing tony groschen red today uh mine is actually <laughs> tony groschen red <laughs> tony um nicholas cage is you know kind of hit or miss with me Sometimes he's awesome. Sometimes it's, you know, you can tell he's collecting a paycheck. So I didn't really know what to go into this. I know I wanted to see it when I first saw the commercial, but I had just slipped by me or something. Okay. John? I thought, hey, I've seen this. Do I have a copy of this somewhere? I think I have a copy of this somewhere. Where did I put that? I don't have a copy of this. <laughs> I saw this movie. Not too long after it came out. Like once it came on to, I think when it read, went to Redbox, I rented it. And uh, I enjoyed it then. <laughs> and so we'll see if I still enjoyed it now, oh. I guess. Ooh, mystery. <laughs> There's some intrigue. <laughs> so this story, this uh, movie got a 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb and a 46 critic meta score. So not so great. Mm. It got a 53% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes and mm. a 40 tomometer score. So mm. even worse. Mm. It cost... $150,000 or million. $150 million. <laughs> it cost $150,000 $150 million. Million. Wow, they wow. put it all on I'm that sorry. Um, eagle. <laughs> it cost $150 million to make. Mm. And it grossed in the U.S. $63 million. Uh. So world, and the worldwide gross was two hundred and fifteen. So it did good overall. Mm-hmm. Depends but, on advertising, yeah. But for a Disney movie in the United States... 
it made a mouse third of its money. That's that's real bad. <laughs> the mouse was not happy. Yeah, because you really got to think about when even with the production budget. That's just to make the movie. Then they have mm-hmm. to do all, all kinds the marketing. Of stuff. Yeah, so For they example, really. RDJ was talking. Robert Downey Jr. was talking mm-hmm. about the Avengers, and he was like, when they were talking to him, they're like, "Hey, your movie made this much. Isn't that awesome?" He's like, "Well, you understand that all the Marvel movies, it's double." If it costs hundred, if it costs two hundred million to make, it costs four hundred million to make because half yeah. of it's advertising. That's he why said the, every time, and I was that's like, why, oh, shit. the Justice League right now is a flop because it made six hundred and something million dollars. Yeah, but it had to make seven hundred million dollars to break even. Yeah, <laughs> well, he was saying that the the, the Avengers Infinity War is going to be the first billion dollar movie. Yeah, and I was like, God, duh. That's yeah, crazy. But I think, yeah. aren't they? They're shooting those back to back, so it's yeah, a billion dollars it's a little for bit, two. But then marketing. But there's still the yeah. marketing for two. Yeah, so that's crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that they'll make their money back. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's insane. what they thought about Justice League, yeah. too. And, and, and they're last, just going to. Jedi, so who knows? So Sometimes this... big movies don't automatically guarantee it. But I think people are not as excited about some of these movies as they used to be. Even the Marvel movies fatigued. aren't doing as good as they used to so be. There's so many. Yeah. Yeah. So this was directed by John Turtletaub, who or Turtletaub. Oh, Big John. I don't know. Anyways, he Tony also King. he yeah. also directed National Treasure one and two, so he obviously knows Nicolas Cage pretty well. You know, I like those movies. I also, I should do those. Cool Runnings. Oh, I like that. Which I love that movie. <laughs> I've seen it a million times. Best line in that movie: "Want to kiss my egg." Oh, hey, Sanka, you're he, dead yet. The one, yeah, I'm on. The one dude's freezing and he breaks his dreadlock yeah. off. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. Shit. That's a and, great movie. And the one guy's name is Yule Brenner. Yeah. <laughs> which is fantastic. Um, he also directed Phenomenon. With John Which Travolta. is all right. And While You Were Sleeping, which is a movie I used to like, but watched a couple years ago and realized, no. That's creepy. It's a terrible movie. I've never seen it. It's <laughs> <That's> a horrible <laughs> premise. It's a Sandra, it's a no, Sandra uh, Bullock. Bill, Bull, Bill Perlman? Bull, oh, oh I did see that. Bill Bill in the Pullman. coma? Yeah, and Sandra Bullock, pretends? where yeah. she pretends to be the guy's uh, girlfriend, fiance, fiance, and falls in love with Bill Pullman, who's Her the brother. brother. Yeah. She's a horrible, horrible person. That's a weird-ass movie now. She pretends to be somebody's fiancé and then cheats on him with her brother while he's in a coma. That's a terrible person. Is it cheating if you're only a fake fiancé and the person in the coma doesn't know that you're... If if you had made a fake fiancé arrangement... Mm-hmm. That would have been one thing, but if they didn't know you were there, in her mind, time, in right. her mind, she might have an open relationship. She's made it all up anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, he go ahead. Win. You know what? Let's go back to Mickey. <laughs> Mickey doesn't approve of this. Okay, there were five writers listed for this script. I don't believe so, that. So that's a lot, and I'm just going to quickly run through them. And I picked their most popular movie from their IM from their IMDb. Or what you thought so, was the best. <clears throat> in our. Go. In order of how they were listed. Lawrence Connor with a K. Okay. And he uh, wrote Star Trek VI, which I like. The Search for More Money. No, that's Undiscovered, Undiscovered Country. Country. That's the one with the no, no. Klingons. With the Klingons. Uh, that the Klingon was, prison. Yeah. That was The Search for More Money. <laughs> Space then balls too. Mark Rosenthal, who wrote Mona Lisa's Smile, which is a drama that Carly would like if Carly actually watched movies. Never seen it. <laughs> With um, Julia, Julia Roberts. Roberts. Yeah, it's America's re- Pretty Woman. It's a very good movie. You should watch it. I don't know if it's underappreciated, but we could do it on the podcast. Never heard of it. I've Matt of it. Lopez, who wrote <laughs> Race to Witch Mountain, the remake with The Rock, oh, which no it. one saw. That was yeah. his But most- I loved the old one when I was little. I know, me yeah. too. And, and I love Malo here. He's a good uh, writer. Well, that's what I call him, Malo. You know, like J-Lo, he's Malo. No. 
And uh, he's not low main. Then <laughs> the last two are writing partners because most of their writing credits are the same. Oh, okay. So Doug Miro and Carlo Bernard, and their most popular movie was The Great Wall. That movie with Matt Damon. Ooh. Which that movie was good. Oh, was it? I didn't see it. Oh my god, they're whitewashing. Like, no, no, they're supposed to be foreigners. No, and well, you're, how do you whitewash when there's one white guy and eight billion Chinese people? Yeah, well, that nobody watched it. They saw a white guy was the lead, and they're like, nope, they're whitewashing. Well, it's like he's a foreigner. When China, well, maybe you should pick it. But this is a movie that maybe was I made should. in like hand in hand Stand with China, me a moment. and. China wanted Matt Damon. Yeah. So when the country that well it's set in, well, every that time, it wants that person, mm-hmm. then you should you don't get to complain. Well, every mm-hmm. time you see that, usually on Facebook, where people are they crying about whitewashing <laughs> yeah. or something, they never tell you the full story because every time if you really look up the story, they always inevitably ask the people yeah. and they never care. That was like, like the, the, moment, like, um, the ghost in the shell. Yeah. Yeah. When they asked Japanese fans <laughs> what they thought, they were so ecstatic because the character looks just like Scarlett Johansson yeah. and is a not a person. And they were they like this is the best casting. This is mm-hmm. gonna be so fantastic. We're so excited. And they even asked them, "What do you think about Americans who complain about whitewashing?" And they're like, "What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like they don't the even characters not know what that is." <laughs> well, they, they for the most part. They also said, I think it was the director or something said that if we didn't have Scarlett Johansson, then we wouldn't have been able to sell the movie. You know, if we just said, hey, we're just going to pick somebody that anybody really barely knows, they'd be like, well, no. There's a certain amount of star power that draws people to the movie. I don't know how well that movie did, but well, sometimes it works. Maybe, maybe we'll get to that. I don't know. But maybe I, we'll get to I, that I thought The Great Wall soon. was a fun action fantasy, and it was I'll check it out. I never saw it. All right, well, so. That would be perfect mm, for the podcast, then. This mm-hmm. movie stars the great Nicolas Cage as Balthazar. Scary good. And uh, Jay Burrishall as Dave. And he also was fantastic as the voice of Hiccup and How to Train Your Dragon. No, he was great as this is the end movie with James Franco and... No, that movie's terrible. Yeah, that's Ouch. funny. It's just terrible. Um, it also... Alfred Molina is our head bad guy as Horvath. Doc Ock. Yeah, he's in all, all kinds of crazy and stuff. And Raiders of Lost Ark for a minute. Everything. Um, our love interest is Therese, is Becky, played by Teresa Palmer, who was also in I Am Number Four. Could be a future episode for this podcast. Never saw that. What else was she in? I just... I that was know. it, huh? <laughs> that was pretty much all I... I didn't go through... Maybe that, I, I think that's what I know her from. Is this is uh, Yeah, because we've seen I that movie a couple of times. And that should have been a good series, but they were like, oh, make this one. Oh, this one person didn't like it, so fuck it. Then mm-hmm. there's uh, Toby Kebble, who plays Drake, our henchman, mm-hmm. who uh, is playing a Chris Angel wannabe. And he played Victor Von Doom in the horrible Fantastic Four okay, that came out yeah. just a couple years ago. Like, and he also played Duraton in the Warcraft, in the, what is the... The Warcraft movie? Yeah, the World never, of Warcraft movie. That. Yeah. So he... That Warcraft movie wasn't as, as bad as I thought it was going to be. I never saw it. I don't know anything about Warcraft. So I, I don't like, know either. So neither I, still I think that's it. what helped me. Uh, like, everybody that I know was like, oh, that movie was horrible. I don't know jack about Warcraft. Yeah. So I watched the movie and was like... It wasn't bad. That's I can see I how it could do well in China. Like, yeah. I don't know the you don't characters. Know. Right. I don't know the story. And then returning favorite, Monica Bellucci awesome. from our uh, Dracula episode. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So I have two reviews. This is the first one. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Ooh, that's Roger Ebert. From Street Rod Fan. Nope, definitely not. Horrifically underrated. I don't know what to say. I'm speechless. <laughs> this movie is tragically underrated. I have no idea what Apparently what gave it, it such a, a low mark. Eleven. Out of it's 10. a classic. It's two paragraphs long for a soup for someone who's speechless. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
classic for many reasons. The casting is great. The action is great. The movie has a fantastic soundtrack. The story is great. The effects are great. This is movie magic. I have no idea why it was rated so low. I'm surprised. It's an original story. Done very well, but gets rated lower than Iron Man 6. What is... I mean, I mean 2. Or other some such film. Wait, did he write that? Yes. He wrote that he messed up, right? Get out of here. Come on, people. This movie was great. It had... A great everything. This film was an instant classic, a take on the modern day Merlin and sorcery, a creative and imaginative take. I couldn't believe how low it had been rated. He said that four times. <laughs> All right, so wait a minute. Let me get this straight now. We're going to take the word of some guy who thought Iron Man was bad. There's an actual sentence in here that is, I mean, I mean, two question mark. <laughs> but still. Really? Bang on point. I'll watch Iron Man 2, only that movie for the rest of my life. Iron Man 2 is good. It's Iron Man 3 that's crap. Um, oh, oh, Shane Black. Oh, I gotta say. <laughs> All right. Which makes it a Christmas movie. We mm. could watch it. And uh, we should have did that for our Christmas episode. <clears throat> so, sorry. my other review... <laughs> not really. Five sorry, of, not sorry. This is, a, this is a 5 out of 10 by Wesley Morris of the Boston Globe. Did you say you had a 1 out of 10? I wanted to hear that one. No. <laughs> a flavorless family friend... Family-friendly action adventure that doubles as a memory exploitation. It has nothing to do with either the Mickey Mouse broom sequence of the same name from the 1940s Fantasia or the 213-year-old goth poem that inspired it. Hmm. Succinct, as the other one was verbose. <laughs> so, that, so much for the original idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of went out the window there, Mr. Not Iron Man fan. I just thought it was a funny contrast. Oh, and hi, Ben. <laughs> Are you saying Ben's not an Iron Man fan? Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure Ben's sure an ben Iron Man likes fan. Iron He's man. a Cap fan, but yes, he likes Iron Man. And, oh, hi, and hi, Nikki. And Johnny, his son. And Dr. Nick. And Dr. Nick. Merry Christmas to all. <laughs> <laughs> that was last week. <laughs> all right. So Happy New Year. This is our New Year episode, which New Year's <coughs> is coming up right away. Anybody got big plans? I'm going to bed early. I um, plan to talk about this movie. I'm, I'm assuming having, I'll be over here. We're having dinner at my parents' house. <laughs> 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 the last... No. I mean, you were over here every day this week. All right, so this movie starts with the voiceover explaining a lot. Do you know who the voiceover guy was? I I recognize his voice, but I can't remember. He was in Deadwood, and um, oh shit, I forgot his name now. Is it Ian McShane? Is that his name? I can't remember. Move on. Is it the old guy from? um, Is he the guy from Kung Fu Panda? Yeah, yeah. I think it's Ian McShane. He's awesome. If it's not Ian McShane, tweet at Tony. <laughs> uh, or at the podcast. Or just go on our Facebook us. page. Um, so we get a graphic that tells us it's uh, 710 AD Britain, which I do like a... Uh, yep, Ian McShane. I like cool. a timestamp. <laughs> you do. This, this voiceover tells us about the Sorcerer's War, about Merlin and his three apprentices, Veronica, Balthazar, and Horvath. And how they fought against Morgana Le Fay's evil. And then, and then we go and how there's this, I don't know, whatever. It tells us all about this thing. It's very then, involved. It is. It's hard to explain without writing down every word. Yeah. And it actually goes by cr- pretty fast. <laughs> so it's very hard. Like, I had writer's cramp. I did want to watch it twice, though. It's, 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 a, it's a dense little prologue there. Uh, yeah. It is. And then, so we go, we get to our, you know, we see the medieval background and there's people on horses and stuff like that. And we see Merlin fighting Morgana. Welcome back to the podcast, Merlin. But he's betrayed 
by Horvath, who kills Merlin. See, when you're saying it, it sounds like Horvath. <laughs> Horvath. It's like with the V. Okay. Yeah, okay, that's, just, that's what I'm hearing. Morgana takes, and this allows Morgana to take this spell called the Rising, which is an evil spell that raises the undead so she can destroy all of the people in the world, which I don't know that I'd want to do that, but okay. <laughs> Why is that a premise to a movie? Like, they want to destroy everything. Why? Yeah. Well, because she's evil. Okay. Um, why? Because yeah. she's we need evil. Some motivation. Well, some people said she wanted to end the world, but then somebody said she wanted to enslave the people so the world as we know it would be over. It's very... I don't know. Well, it's the end of the world as we know it. It's the... And I feel fine. It's the evil end of the side. world. It's the it's the old end of the world plot. Yeah. But <laughs> the an evil McGovern. <laughs> um... But at the last minute, before she can cast the spell, Veronica saves Balthazar because they're trying to stop her. And she tries to kill Balthazar. And Mor- Veronica saves Balthazar by trapping Morgana's spear in her body. So she, like, merges the two so that they become one. And then Balthazar traps them in this Grimhold spell, which makes them look like a Russian nesting doll. I got a question. Okay. In these movies, there's always there's always these groups of wizards, mm-hmm. and they always have this one spell that's really evil and will end the world. Why don't you just get rid of the spell? What, what are we what are we saving the spell for? <laughs> They're always like, we got to keep it away from blow. Just throw it in the trash, burn it. Well, I don't why do know. we keep it? No, here's what you do: change a couple words, then it doesn't work anymore. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, well, we like in Doctor Strange, where they broke in to get that one page out of the book. Well, that's different. That was for immortality. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's different. That's yeah. not so evil as far but as But this, though, concerned. raises undead armies and stuff. And I'm like, is that going to be used for good? Maybe just throw it away. <laughs> I don't know. Immortality is used for good? Yeah. Well, well it is in it this means movie because party, Merlin gave... It's 1999 forever. <laughs> it is in this movie because Merlin had granted... Uh, Horvath and Veronica and Balthazar eternal youth to fight evil. And well, so they could they have could... time to find yeah. the prime well, Merlinian. <laughs> the dumbest but, name thank you I so have much. ever fucking heard. But he had already... I'm not done in my goddamn life. But that's not why I gave him eternal youth, because he had already done that. Because Veronica's trapped in the Grimhold and, Bal- and Horvath has... <laughs> I hear it now. <laughs> <laughs> and Alfred Molina has so already the betrayed him. So he would have done it before <laughs> then. And we don't hear about the prime Merlinier. <laughs> now the prime Merlinian, that that bisects the equator, right? On the globe. That's it, the Meridian. Also, oh. <laughs> Let's just call this guy Greenwich Mean Time, okay? <laughs> okay, we get a see a quick now, scene. He gets, he gets New Year's before everyone else, right? <laughs> Elaine said, right, we broke Elaine. We broke Elaine. We get a quick... We're not even five minutes in no. this movie. Uh-huh. We're, we're, what, nine... What, 1,200 years in this movie. So we get a quick scene and, and some more voiceover as it shows us throughout the years as these Morganans, who are what the evil wizards are called, try to rescue... Led by Horvath, try to... <laughs> Stop laughing! <laughs> the name 
Horns are killing me. <laughs> the Morganans in the Horbath. It's a bee. It's a bat. Of the Prime Meridian <laughs> in the Equator. They try to. They're trying to calculate pie. Rescue. They try to steal the Grimhold from Balthazar. <laughs> also a great name. <laughs> and they're turned into layer upon layer of sorcerers on the casting dolls. And then we get. Which you think that you get this little Merlin dusting before you get the through the years, but it actually comes after you get the little scene of how Merlin on his deathbed spoke to Balthazar and gave him his special dragon ring and says, save this and search for the one that will follow me. I'll be back. The Yeah, the prime <laughs> Merlinian <laughs> who's can wield this dragon and he will be the one who can defeat Morgana. For all time. I have a question. Yes. We have five writers for this, you said? Yes. <laughs> and the best they can all collectively come up with was the prime Merlinian. And Horbath. And Horbath. I think this was like a bet. I was <laughs> like, I'll it. bet you I can make it prime Merlinian, and they'll be like, yeah, all right, make that movie. <laughs> I was with them until they said the prime Merlinian, and that took me out of the movie. And then they said it again, and then I was so glad they didn't say it for a long time. <laughs> and then at the end, like, he's like, I'm the prime Merlinian. And, and then like, I was like, oh! <laughs> in his old man's shoes. All right. So then we flash to New Aww. York, 2000. And we see a kid, David, getting up and he's going on a cool field trip. And he's there on, we get a scene of him on the bus, drawn on the window to impress a pretty little blonde girl. I gotta say, that was a pretty cool trick though. Mm-hmm. It was. I don't think she could have seen it from her point of view. But he, the, the math there wasn't quite right. But, but it was a cool yeah. idea. Like, he would have had to figure out where she was going to be sitting and draw it just there, so it would be perfect. Yeah. So it would have well, not have been perfect actually, for him. Actually, he's a math genius, though, so maybe he did do it perfectly. At it 10? just didn't look like it. Well, I mean, he becomes one. Maybe, you know, maybe well, that's part he's of it. Magic. I didn't think about it. But that's well, true. he can't use his whole brain. <laughs> oh, I hate when they oh fucking God. God. <laughs> One of my biggest pet peeves in movies is they're like, you only use 10% of your brain. That's not true. You not use true your entire all. brain but all the like time. But you like that really shitty movie with Scarlett Joe, Lucy. Yeah. But I think there may be <laughs> ulterior motives for that. <laughs> he really, that's he, right. He you know what it is? that Lucy is a good movie, but that's uh, the same bullshit. Well, it's because Scarlett Johansson said it, though. It's not because oh, Scarlett Joe action. But yeah, that is the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, I don't know why. Well, they... I use more of my brain. No, you don't. Everybody uses all of their brain. If you it's didn't, you wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. Not everybody. Really, because more than 10% of your brain is doing shit you're not even thinking about. Not everybody like uses all of their brain, and that's why some people have mental disabilities. Mm-hmm. Well, there's also most And sometimes your brain doesn't work correctly, but you need all of your brain to function And properly. you use it all, all the time. And a lot of it is redundancy. That's why people can have chunks of it taken out and be fine mm-hmm. and it's a really good computer drink a lot of alcohol and do drugs and and smoke cigarettes that kills your brain cells and still function mostly okay <laughs> okay uh, back to the movie <laughs> back to the primer lenny so he impresses this girl on the bus and then he writes a note to becky asking her it says do you want to be dave's friend with the box next to it or girlfriend with a box next to it. Check one. And then they pass it to Becky. Pass it to Becky. This is 2004. Aren't we texting it's by 2000. now? It's 2000. Oh. They're 10, though. Mm. 
They're 10. So anyway, the note like, gets passed my along. My kids didn't get cell phones really, until they were in middle school. And that was only so that because we didn't have a house phone. So really, it's not so you get high school age that you get a cell phone for texting. So Becky has the note. Becky has the note. And she checks a box. We can see it. Do we know which box you checked? No. No, we oh, don't. Man. I was hoping that somebody would know because I didn't catch it. Damn it. You don't see it. It's part of the whole. Doesn't plot. she say at the end of the movie? I don't remember. Yes, yeah. she does. But we don't know if that's what she said back yeah, then. Yeah, we don't know. Or if that's what she's saying now. We'll never know. But the wind blows the note away, and he's got to know, so he chases. So him. instead of asking her, who's right there? No, like he runs a stone's off. throw away. He runs off in New York City, away from his school field trip, to chase a note through the city. How have they found this kid at the, at the end of this? I will never know. Well, we're not going to pull on that thread. But, but it's, my question here is, so that one lady picked it up and read it and crumbled it up and threw it away. Yes. And you ran past fun. her, right? But she le- she had a funny smile on her face, so I wonder if it said girlfriend. Okay, exactly. What did she, she say? What did it say? My question is, why didn't you just say, hey, what did that note say? You don't talk to strangers. You do one. This is important shit. You got to make exceptions, okay? <laughs> this is about the love of Becky. Check yes or no. All right, so... You don't mess around with somebody's Becky. So he chases it, and it ends up in a store called the Arcana Cabana. And... <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel is like a placeholder name. For now, we're just going to call this the Arcana <laughs> Cabana until wow. we, till we come up with something better. <laughs> I think right. this whole story is all placeholder. And he goes inside... Arcana Cabana and Tex Arcana. And he almost <laughs> breaks a bunch of shit... And knocks over this very expensive urn from the second <clears throat> Ming dynasty. Yeah. And runs into Balthazar, who's doing his best to be creepy and weird. I don't mm-hmm. think he's trying. Because he's Nicolas Cage, and creepy That's... and weird is his bread and butter. Well, I think those were actually just his clothes that he just Here's wore. the thing about <laughs> Nicolas Cage. When he decides that he's going to play a character, he plays a character. <laughs> when he decides that he's just going to be here and go home... Is boring. He's fearless. <laughs> but he's got debt. And he's also gone in 60 seconds. Mm. This is what happens when you own a castle. <laughs> and See, this is why they can't give me money. I'd do some shit like yeah. that, too. And sometimes you do stuff like this, and it's fun. <laughs> it's fun, because it's a fun movie. Um, this is why he has to do these movies, because he bought a fucking castle. Jeremy Irons owns a castle, too. So, yeah, Balthazar... <laughs> Balthazar's spidey senses tingle, and he gets a fun, a funny feeling about Dave and this, how he ended up in his shop. Yeah, phrasing on that. So he <laughs> says, "I want to show you something very special. Come over here." Even Which worse. Dave should not have gone over there. What was wrong no. with this kid? Have you ever seen? One he of wouldn't ask the lady about the note, but he did follow Nicholas Cage deeper into this store. So yeah, so you know, again, five people wrote this. Mm-hmm. Wait, didn't he try? Five. To leave and Cage pulls the doors closed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> And five, then he five professionals. And he opens a box and in there's a dragon. Or well, before he opens, shows him what it is. He says, "I want to show you something very special. And if it likes you, you can keep it." <laughs> Which is very creepy. Yeah. Now that you said that, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Spoiler: It's my penis. <laughs> Spoiler: It's a cool little dragon figurine. Uh, is it cool that when Dave touches it? Climbs across his hand and turns into a ring. I'm sorry. If somebody out. gave you a dragon and that happened, it would be cool. It would be cool if it climbed onto my hand, I guess. But I just was like, did it have to be so ostentatious? Like, couldn't it just be like a little jewel or something? Mm, yeah. I don't want to walk around with a ring that looks, you know. Like a belt buckle. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when he was 10. It takes up his whole finger. <laughs> 
It won't look like I got it on Hot Topic discount, you know. Well, I'm sorry, Merlin, that your special ring that you passed down to your one true descendant. What's the problem? Who is all the metachlorians. <laughs> what's the name of this direct descendant called? The Prime Merlinian. <laughs> what was the shop that he got it at, though? The Arcana Cabana. <laughs> And Balthazar tells him that he's Balthazar's very... another great name, by the way. <laughs> I actually Bal- like his name. Balthazar <laughs> tells him that he's very special and that he's a sorcerer. And that... <clears throat> now touch my penis. <laughs> Come here and grab your wand. Oh, goodness. goodness and that... Goodness. Stop it, Tony. Sorry, sorry. That he's at the beginning of a very special journey that is going to start with his very own Encantus. Which... <laughs> doesn't tell him what it is. No. And then he goes to get the Encantus from downstairs and says... Don't touch anything. I'll be right back. And don't move. Don't move and don't touch anything. I ran out of that store faster than Jeez. you can blink. So David's <laughs> admiring his brand man. new dragon ring mm-hmm. and just kind of moving his hand back and forth and notices that when he moves his hand, something seems to be knocking on the wall. So he does it harder and harder. And then all of a sudden, this weird doll bursts out of the wall. And, and then it's like... I feel like maybe Balthazar shouldn't have let him keep the ring on while he left him in the shop. <laughs> well, he told him not to move and not to touch anything, but of course, you know. He of course, did. he's ten. <laughs> so then, exactly why I don't leave him with the ring. Knuckle of course, head. when your magic ring makes a little doll burst out of the wall, what do you do? You pick it up. Well, you touch it and you say the Green Lantern oath, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it didn't work. So he picks it up, and that somehow releases mm. Horvath. <laughs> <laughs> Alfred Molina. And he says... Doc Ock himself. What? He said, when is this? You should be in more And the kid says, this is New York. And he says, don't you listen. I said, when is it? So here's my question. Language evolves, yes? It does. Mm-hmm. How long has this knucklehead been locked up? They don't tell us. But at least after the Puritans... Okay, so he, they wouldn't really have been able to communicate that well. Nah, they, they always skip that in movies. But yeah, it, we, that, that wouldn't work. Not at all. But we don't know how long ago he got locked up. Even they if don't it was really 150 years ago. Yeah. Anywho. I mean, throwing names around like Arcana Banana. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Prime Millennium, they, Maybe they he can just figure it out, you know. So, <laughs> He's the Prime Millennium. He can talk to whoever he wants. <laughs> Yada, 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 Balthazar comes in, Horvath and Balthazar have a fight. Gotta <laughs> 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 We're never getting through this. No, no. We're 30 minutes into the podcast and, and in the opening water, credits. <laughs> during the fight, water spills on David down the front of his pants. And there's a pretty good magic fight, I think. And then Balthazar traps him and Horvath in, a, in this <laughs> urn that David almost jumped over. That is the special urn where this emperor once locked his wife for 10 years. And the legend has whoever Excellent. opens it will get stuck in the urn for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And they get sucked into the urn. And David runs out of the store. And, and there, at some point, something got lit on fire. So the store's on fire. This guy got sucked in an urn. <laughs> he got a magic ring. And he, he has the doll in his arms. And he runs out of the door. <coughs> and there's his teacher in his whole class. <laughs> How did they find him? Low Jack. But. Find my phone. I he tries know. to explain to them what happened, but of course they don't believe him because he sounds like an, he's having some kind of fit. David pissed Especially his pants. when he's they. Like, you ain't cool if you don't pee your pants. <laughs> That's Especially cool. once I'm they open the door and everything <laughs> seems perfectly fine. 
And David chucks the Grimhold into the street once everybody starts making fun of him for having peed his pants. And he tries to say it's just water, it's just water, but no. Look, if he wanted everybody to know he's cool, he should just tell them he's the prime Merlinian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then we get a nice infographic that tells us it's ten years later. And now... The movie starts. <laughs> We've got our six prologues out of the way. We've got a whole lot of information that they had to let us on. But that was a lot. Yeah. And then, so David is waking up again. It's his birthday. He's 20. It's been 10 years. He lives with his buddy Bennett, who tries to convince him that he needs to go out for his birthday. My favorite tertiary character. Ben, <laughs> Bennett's very worried about David because David never does anything. He just works on his... Um, science crap in his lab and he gives them a whole speech well he's blinded with science about how you gotta be part of the wolf pack you gotta go out you gotta do something be part of the pack Mm -hmm. you can't always be a lone wolf it's very inspiring but Dave just wants to work on Tesla coils Tesla was a cool dude it's kinda cool now did he actually ever make a death ray that's what I was wanting to know the well, legend they, is that he made one was like, oh shit, this is dangerous, and dismantled it. I think he made, I think they said he made an, a possible earthquake machine, and then the government like took the plans and, and started fucking with them. And that's how DARPA started? Maybe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Please don't arrest us, DARPA. All right. <clears throat> yes, my name is um, so Bob Jones. David had to get up early on his birthday because he has to teach um, a professor's intro class. Because, you know, he's kind of like a... At 20 years old, so prob- he hasn't even graduated yet. Yeah, but he's probably a, a, TA. a TA as part of his um, thesis and stuff like that. It's mm. part of his bachelor's or whatever he's working on. And it's a physics one-on-one class. And there's, again, a very helpful gust of wind that blows his papers <laughs> across his desk. And as he's picking it up, whose feet does he end up at? A well. pretty blonde girl. And who under, seems familiar to him. It's Becky. And she's like, can I help you down there or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. And he looks at her and he starts to walk away and then he comes back and he's like, Becky, it's me, it's Dave. And then she doesn't remember at first, but then she does. And because well, how do you forget that? You would never forget and that. And then she's <laughs> like, "Did you? so you switched schools. He's like, yeah, and had some therapy and, you know. Became the Pine Millennium <laughs> at the Banana Cannon. No, no. <laughs> but, oh, well. As far as he's concerned, he had some weird nervous breakdown or hallucination of because of glucose, glucose imbalance. Yeah, that's what it was. That was awesome. As far as he's concerned, it never happened except for he still has the ring. But um, so after the class, he teaches the class, and then afterwards, he stalks or follow, <clears throat> walks with mm. Becky to her job at the college radio station. And uh, they're talking, and he's, you know, just kind of catching up. Not weird at all. And right outside the uh, radio station, they see this giant bolt of lightning hit the antenna. And they hurriedly go inside because, of course, everything's messed up because antennas never get hit by lightning. <laughs> they would never have planned for that. Now she's pulling at her own threads. <laughs> and they're all... Hey, don't steal my thunder over there. But they're all, they're all upset because it's broken and... It would take some kind of science expert to fix this. And... Or a magician. Or a sorcerer, if you will. Or both. And David said... She, I don't think she, she forgot all about him, but he's like, Hey, where's your engineer's room? I, I can fix this. And he does. And it's a Festivus miracle. <laughs> and, uh, he says, Technical stuff, my bunja boo. That didn't work, so it went bibbidi bobbidi boo. But he fixes it, and she's impressed. 
Because music is very important to her. And then we flash to uh, David's uh, lab, his workshop, which looks like some crusty old attic. And uh, it's full of Tesla coils. And he's talking to Bennett. In a Faraday cage. And Bennett is like, I can't believe you didn't ask her out. But David is slow playing it. He's like, look. I got to stalk her for at least a month. (laughs) He's like, the seed is there, but I got to go slow. I almost ruined my chance with this girl 10 years ago when it looked like I peed my pants. I can't go back there. (laughs) It's hard to come back from. Yeah, he's going to get friend-zoned. But Bennett dips out because he's off to partay with some cheerleaders from Harvard. He's going to party like a rock star. Or Princeton. Something like that. We'll say it's Yale. NYU? No, Yale. We're going to go with Yale. Well, it's it's something in New York. Maybe it's NYU. Who knows? Um, He goes to NYU. Yeah. It's Hofstra. No, but but there was a party. There was even going to be some cheerleaders from some... Oh, Jesus. Why are we still... Move on. All right, so... uh, David turns on uh, Becky's radio show. Like you do. And listens to it while he works on his Tesla project. And he's making, what is it, plasma bolts or whatever that is that Tesla coils make? No, that's lightning. lightning. <laughs> well, he said. That would be lightning. He, at one point, he calls it plasma to Becky. Well, yeah, he's But while to he listens plasma. to some One Republic. <laughs> Which is, this song comes up a lot in this movie. At least three times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure it was on the soundtrack. Secrets. It's definitely sponsored. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, I wonder, like, this was a really big hit. And I wonder if the Bigger release hit of the movie, yeah. The song was, I wonder if they had timed the release mm-hmm. of the song with the movie or not. Yeah, probably around there. But Disney's very good about putting popular mov- music in their movies and getting it on soundtracks. Because it's yeah. Disney. Yeah. <laughs> they know how to work a room. And they own everything, so yeah, they uh, got Led Zeppelin in four movies. So, so now we flash to this rich person's apartment, and we have a, a lady and a gentleman, and they're watching an urn. And oh, look, it's the same urn from the Arcana Cabana. <laughs> weird shit's happening, and it's moving <laughs> as if it's been possessed by some of the Ghostbusters slime from Ghostbusters too. <laughs> it and loves Jackie uh, Robinson. The, the wife seems concerned, but the husband is like, look, this is all your fault for buying this cheap, this weird old crap. <laughs> like, he seems to have instantly accepted that it was haunted or something. She's like, yeah. but it's an antique. Of course I want to buy it. I would I would ex- immediately accept but it and then call Tony. It, sh- <laughs> it, it opens and Horvath emerges. And he's like, am I the first one out? And the wife faints. Am I the first one out? And- and he's he, like, he says, that's a yes. <laughs> I am the first one. And he picks up the urn and he goes to to uh, throw it out the window. It's pretty awesome. He says some parting words to Balthazar and as and chucks it out. And then we see Nicholas Cage climbing out <laughs> as it's hurtling towards the street. And just in the nick of time, <laughs> Balthazar escapes. If you want to say a funny joke, you just go, Primer Linian. <laughs> that's a good joke. And he catches, we... catches a side of the building with his arms and doesn't dislocate his shoulders. Nope. Not even a little bit. Well, he's like a thousand years old. Then That's we true. see Balthazar look around, spot, what is it, the Empire State Building or whatever? Um, or what's that building that the Eagle's on? Chrysler uh, Building? Is it the, well, it's a famous building in New York. Fuck, I don't know. Well, he spies this famous building in New York that he later doesn't know the name of. And then he goes to the roof and he awakens the giant metal eagle mm-hmm. and flies off. Like you do. Like you do. Fly, you fools. No. That's not this movie? 
No. What the hell was that? I've seen it, that somewhere. Lord of the Rings. Because <laughs> in that movie, the eagles only never do anything good. They just rescue you and then drop you off. Yeah, Every so once instead of flying you show. all the way to Mordor. Yep. Like you should do. So David like, goes home. Can we just home. take the eagle all the way? <laughs> David goes home, and uh, Horvath is in there waiting for him. And discusses his uh, school paper and how it only got a B minus. Because <laughs> he was stuck reading it for, <laughs> for the last 10, ten years. years. The that only reading funny. material was his uh, school assignment on Napoleon. <laughs> and uh, which he graded. That was really funny. <laughs> There's some really good uh, parts in this movie. There's some good like... banter. Which you can't like. It's hard to just. It's hard to talk about when you're trying to just give a synopsis well, and not be the world's longest synopsis. Because mm-hmm. a lot of this movie is you're kind of like this is kind of weird, but I, in my opinion, everybody in it's so good. Like all the actors do such a good job, but w- especially with this weird shit, you know what I mean? It's very like, weird. Yeah, you know, can of bananas and primary and all that stuff. They they <laughs> Don't all get horbath. You can all tell they really want to be there and they're really enjoying. Yeah, their they're parts. Just, they're having a good time and it shows. Yeah. And they're all in for this. But um, he asks David where the Grimhold is. And David's like, I have no idea. And he's like, he's like, don't lie to me, kid. Tell me where it is. And he's like, I threw it in the fucking street. I didn't want it. This was the worst day of my life. <laughs> and then uh, David runs away. Very ineptly. Can't <laughs> open the door at first. Well, and, it's a highly stressful situation. Yeah. But Horvath sees the wolves calendar on the wall there that Bennett had used earlier in his wolf pack metaphor <laughs> and he turns them into real wolves that He's chase like, sweet <laughs> that chase David uh, to the sub to a subway station and David hides at first but the wolves spot him and they're just about to attack him and they turn into puppies Good little puppies and I read said, in the thing they said that they were real wolves but they were like really friendly so they had the CGI Horrible yeah. snarls on their faces. <laughs> while they're chasing. I just thought that was so funny. Because they, they would I run up and lick everybody. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and he looks around, and it's and it's Baldazar rescuing David. And they just a little back and forth between Baldazar and Horvath. Did anybody was anybody expecting the the third rail thing? When you fall on the subway, yeah, I was waiting for that. I was like waiting for him to touch it or don't touch it or you know they always do that in subways, but they didn't do it this time. So I was like, oh cool, well, no. the third rail, ain't no joke. Yeah, but David and Balthazar escape on a giant iron eagle. Iron eagle. Yeah, it's a great movie. We should do that. I don't know if that's underappreciated. The first one, the first one is nobody's seen it in so long. Nobody even knows it's there. And that's true. The second one was. Not as good. Is the second one when they have the World War Two people and the the Russians, Russians and stuff come? Yeah. yeah. So uh, they go back to the... The fourth one, though. Horrible. They go back to the building, and the Iron Eagle goes to sleep. Is it really made of iron? I don't know. Is it, or I thought it was kind of like Iron Man, where it's like an alloy, and it's not really iron. Iron would be terribly inefficient. I don't know. Anyway. It's a decorative eagle thing. <laughs> That's all I know. And then uh, Dave has a bit of a nervous breakdown. Do you know what my you life should. has been like the ten, last 10 years? Yeah, I think that's, not, that's a and, legitimate breakdown. <laughs> but he's like, do you know what my life has been like for the last 10 years? And Balthazar comes back with, I've been stuck in an urn for the last 10 years. <laughs> Which he, is, did, he didn't even have his paper on Napoleon. <laughs> <laughs> you think Horvath was going to share yeah, the one no. piece of he's reading like, material? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All me. <laughs> but... um. 
here Balthazar kind of explains the importance of the Grimhold and how Horvath is going to keep coming after him to try to find it and that Dave and that he needs Dave's help and Dave's like I just want to be normal I don't I don't want to I want to forget this ever happened and Balthazar is like flies his dresser across town to land right next to him (laughs) yeah and opens it up and takes out the ring and says, then why did you keep the ring? And Dave is like, well... I like how he had the little Mew Mew moment. <laughs> yes. He's like, well, can you put my dresser back? <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of thinks about it. And Balthazar says that Horvath is still is going to attack Dave anyway until he gets the Grimhold. So he might as well help Balthazar. And Dave's like, all right. And Balthazar promises once we get the Grimhold back, then you're done. You're out and I'll leave you alone. But just help me for now. And he agrees. So Balthazar casts a cool tracking spell to trace the Grimhold. And then he goes to get his car out of impound. (laughs) It's a really cool car. It would have been sold at auction. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for a lot. Especially that car. Mm -hmm. And and not to keep stepping on yours. I read in the trivia thing, that's Nick's car. That's his? That's That's his his car. car. Yeah. He let him use it for the movie. Because they wanted a cool car. He's like, I got a cool car. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that is a cool-ass car. Reminds me a lot of, um, like, the Adams Family car. Yeah. I want a car like that. Is it Rolls Royce? I wonder what kind of car it was. I don't know. It looked like a Rolls Royce, but I don't I'm know. I'm terrible don't cars. with cars. But you know what I really want? I want to get a 19, I think it's like a 1914 Stanley Steamer. It looks kind of <laughs> like that, but it runs on steam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be funny. No one will even think about it. You're at work and you're just filling up a jug. But I'm not (laughs) quite sure how to work that in. Like, no one will even question it. Like, what are you doing with all the water? Oh, nothing. What's that using gas? Nothing. (laughs) So they get in the car, which is awesome. And Balthazar gives Dave a sorcery one-on-one talk. First, put on the ring. Second, he tells him about how people only use 10% of their brain. Me and John. But sorcerers get to use 100% of their brain. And that they, and that helps them manipulate the molecules around them. And then Dave is like, "Is this sorcery or magic?" And yes, science or magic, <laughs> or science yeah. or magic. Sorry. And Balthazar answers, "Yes." <laughs> and then um, he teaches them a basic attack spell. So you clear your mind, and you see the molecules. You see, no, he says, "Why do things catch fire? Because of friction." Exactly. Make the molecules move. So you clear your mind, mm-hmm. and you see the mo- molecules, and then you make them shake, and fire. And then he tells them that you can't let the normals know that magic exists, so you have to now, keep it a why? secret. Why? They don't explain that at all. He says, you can't tell the normals. Why? Oh. That seems like if I was a magic person, I would tell everybody. <laughs> It's just, it's just, it's probably you just might find out thing. why they try to keep it a secret. If like, let's try to everybody. kill him. <laughs> kill him. And then you start lighting motherfuckers up. They're like, look. You only have so much energy. Uh-huh. Because you're... Then you fly away to magic land. Well, maybe your uh, Iron like, Eagle... Every... Maybe it's raining and your Iron Eagle can't fly in the rain because then he rusts. Well, my other thing is... is <laughs> then you take a regular plane. My other thing is, like, we don't want anyone to know that we're special. Well, then don't dress like that. <laughs> There's every wizard in this. If I saw them, I'd, I would remember that for a week. He says, uh, we try to be inconspicuous, but you're walking around in a 350-year-old yeah, exactly. 
duster or something, <laughs> a trench coat, yeah. Something. He says something about Driving in a car like that. Cattle skin remember or that something. remember that for the rest of my yeah. life. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's been... He probably didn't leave his Arcana Cabana very often. <laughs> and if you own a shop, Why would you? If you own a shop in the Arcana Cabana, you probably have a certain image you have to uh, portray. Right. And Horvath has been part of the Grimhold for forever, so who knows how long he's been trapped in there. Actually, he's, his dress isn't that bad. It's, he's not bad. He just has that suit. weird it's glowy his, stick. It's a cane. People wand. have canes. Yeah. They don't glow? But it's an der- infinity gem? It's the, the derby hat's a little suspect, yeah. though. You don't often see bowlers. I didn't realize that there was an infinity gem in this movie. Until well, just- most of our movies have infinity gems. There's like five. One of the sharks swallowed one in Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they cured Alzheimer's. It's the mind gem. All right, so then we flash back to Horvath, who goes to the Arcana Cabana and uses some spell to see what Dave did with the uh, Grimhold, Mm -hmm. and then he tracks the Grimhold to Chinatown, and it's Chinese New Year. In New York, there's like the the entire world; everything happens right here. Luckily, it's just cross town. (laughs) It's Chinese New Year. Coincidentally, (laughs) there's a parade. Woo! <laughs> Did you pick this movie because Chinese New Year happens in it and it's our New Year's movie? No. <laughs> that would have been good. No, it's an excellent coincidence. Maybe one of us the is the prime that been, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's an excellent coincidence. Hap- it's just wonderful happenstance. All right, so. She go- he goes to see the old man that sold, what's his name, the Mogwai. Balthazar <laughs> and Dave have tracked it, have tracked the Grimhold to this. This looks like a herbalist shop, mm-hmm. and Balthazar tells Dave to stay outside and keep watch, which he really wanted Dave to come Dave with him. Stop telling Dave to do things like that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he really wanted Dave to come with him, but he wants Dave to wait outside. And he goes up into the shop, and he sees this very nice little old lady, and he says, I'm looking for this thing. It looks like a Russian nesting doll, and she's being very polite, and he says, your hair is very beautiful in a foreign language. Mandarin. Mm-hmm. And the lady says, oh, you speak Mandarin. And then he attacks her because he knows instantly that that's Horvath because that was Cantonese. That's right. (laughs) Hadouken. Hadouken! And um, Horvath has already found the Grimhold. And he tells Balthazar that his buddy speaks really great Cantonese and that they could have a chat. And you turn around and you find out that Horvath has released the dumbest bad guy ever. The next wizard of the Grimhold, this... He's an elf, thank you. He's not a human. He looks a little bit... Look at his ears. He looks like elven tongue po. <laughs> he looks a little bit like if Chinese mythology had genies. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he was a genie in the bottle. Did he have That's to rub her the right way? <laughs> <laughs> and so, he attacks Balthazar. And Balthazar attacks back and then ends up throwing him out the window. And he lands right at Dave's feet. And Dave's like, holy shit, you just flew out a window. Do you need some help? And goes to help the dude. Instead of, are you an elvish tongue po? Maybe I should get away from you. <laughs> but instead, the guy stands up just in time for Balthazar to, re- to lean out the broken window and say, you need to run, Dave. No, he says, Dave, you should run. <laughs> <laughs> which clues why the- should he run because now he made the bad guy go oh that's the good guy <laughs> yes which clued the bad guy into that Dave was now a good guy who uses his super sweet dragon cummerbund to turn the paper new year's dragon into a real dragon 
And this isn't one of... Not uh, in front of anybody. No. But Nobody thank, saw this. Thank God Balthazar was there to stir up the confetti so that no one can see. And this isn't one of Daenerys' dragons. This is a bad motherfucker. Yeah, it chases Dave all over the place. Where are the White Walkers when you need them? Yeah. Spoiler. Well, hopefully this is one of the White Walker dragons. Yeah. And shoot that blue shit. I don't even know what that Balthazar is. Balthazar also traps Horvath in a cool beaded 1970s beaded curtain, which is kind of fun. And while Dave attempts... Why didn't he kill him there? Just fucking kill him. Movie's over. While Dave attempts <laughs> to use his powers for the first time to attack the dragon. He's not having such a good... Um, not a good thing for first level yeah. user. I'm going for the dragon. Why don't you go for the confetti? <laughs> and uh, Balthazar tells him he needs to clear his mind. And he's like... Clear my mind. Are you insane? And Balthazar makes it, makes one of those motions. He's like a little bit. That just a little bit, little bit motion. <laughs> just a smidge. Just a smidge with your fingers where you go. Oh, just a little bit. <laughs> right before you crush someone's head. <laughs> Stop <laughs> crushing my head. <laughs> and then he, the dragon shoots fire, breathes fire on him. Sure. Well, dragons do that. And. But then Dave is able to shoot fire back at the dragon and lights it on fire. And Horvath apparently was able to zero in from across the commotion on the dragon ring. And is like, holy shit. Dave is the prime Merlinier. Merlinian. <laughs> you didn't even say it right. Why can't you say it? When you say Merlinier, doesn't make it any cooler. She put her hand up. He was the prime Merlinier. <laughs> I'm wrong as shit. <laughs> because his name makes no sense. <laughs> because I can't remember how to say it. The prime and equator. every time I wrote it down, I spelled it differently. <laughs> nice. Well, it's bound to be right on one of them, man. Just say the... In fact, Horvath, whose name I... I can't... Horgath. <laughs> sometimes I write Horgath. Sometimes it's Horvath. Sometimes it's Horgarth. Oh, man. It's bad. I got... It's a bad scene over here. In my mind, he's always Horbath. But... There's a little bit of Mad Libs going on. Stay golden, pony boy. But, um... So, Balthazar manages to get the grim hold, and they take care, and everything, all, and uses his magic to make everything go back to normal, and these poor people in the middle of the burnt-up Chinese paper dragon, but uh, <laughs> the cops show up, because, of course, some people saw a fucking dragon. Yeah. And Balthazar uses his makeup, or his magic. makeup, his magic makeup. And his makeup, yeah. To make him and Dave look like cops. That was pretty funny. So then they impersonate some cops to spread some disinformation. <coughs> I think they're hitting the sack a little early there, Saj. <laughs> and Dave is not a good actor. Sack a terrible you. liar, which it's is like, a running joke. Sack is Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> but they uh, they dip out. And they get back in the car and Balthazar's like, well, here, hand over the ring. You're good to go. I got the grim hold. Our deal's a deal. And you are done. But Dave... Wait a minute. Dave helped destroy a dragon. <laughs> and he's like, I want to learn. It's like, I feel like I just leveled up. Yeah. And Balthazar's like, sweet, but we need some place to go hide where Horvath isn't going to tra- isn't gonna track us. So Dave's like, let's go to my house. Luckily, I have a laboratory. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to Dave's lab. Or if it was me, it'd be in my den. <laughs> Not everybody's got access to this giant 
laboratory with Faraday cages and Tesla coils. <laughs> like, he, where does the money come from for that? <laughs> I don't know. But, so, Balth- so they go. Balthazar hides the Grimhold real fast, disguises it. And then in the wall, right? Doesn't yeah. Because yeah. that's where he hides things. Yeah. In he the makes wall. Like, he makes like a door in the wall and hides it so yep. you can't see it. Pretty cool. And then he pulls out this tiny little book out of his pocket and says, I didn't get to give you this last time. Here's your Encantus. And Dave's like, it's a little small. And he's like, it's a pocket edition. And then he just keeps (laughs) unfolding it until it's a big book. And he says that this is, tells him it's the it's the wizarding textbook. It'll tell him everything he needs to know about his magic. It also keeps our history, including to write happen right now. And he Look, shows up the back. You. And there you are. Turn page, page turner it is not. <laughs> Actually, if that one's recording history as it happened, it is kind of, it's yeah, a little it's bit more. Hey, Look, if the Jedi texts are boring, I bet this is too. <laughs> so Balthazar uh, inscribes the floor with the Merlin Circle, which is a place where it's going to help him which focus energy. Which is the coolest energy. thing they've said so far. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to help him learn new spells. And it also fucks up his floor in the space that the college is letting him rent. Yeah. No, but, the not <clears throat> security deposit back on that. Can he just make money, like, like sorcery-wise? Like, I would, I would hope. I don't know. Probably. Mm. But he stands like in the... Like some kind of alchemy? He stands in the center of the circle, and he says, and he says, once you enter this circle, there's no going back. Sure, they just very serious. <laughs> and Dave's like, fuck it, I'm all in. Jumps in the circle, and then Balthazar... I, Balthazar Blake, sorcerer of the 777th degree, take you. It's pretty high level. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only my level six every time I play. 777th level. So he formally takes. Uh, Use the cheat code up there. <laughs> he's a way higher sorcerer than you, honey, because you're only level two. <laughs> That's right. I'm only a level two, so I'm almost there. Someday. And then, so. Uh, I need my Encantus. <laughs> in the wall um so he formally takes him as his apprentice it's kind of a, a fun deal and then uh he explains about the that the ring projects the energy from inside him into the world and that if he loses it he can't cast any magic so it's super important and the only other thing that he's gonna need is a pair of very pointy shoes and chucks a pair of pointy shoes at him so i like those shoes yeah. i do too <laughs> Old man shoes. And he explains that the rubber soles on his sneakers um, block the current. Plus, these old man shoes will make you look more classy. But he doesn't call them old man shoes. Dave does. And he and then uh, Balthazar gives him a look like, what you talking about, Willis? And Dave quickly states, I love them. They're great. And he puts realizes them on. Balthazar is wearing these shoes. Yeah. So. yeah. Those are probably very high quality, three hundred fifty year old shoes. <laughs> yes, those were made by a bootmaker in Budapest. Well, all the best uh, in ones year are. seven of our Lord. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so continuing on with our story. Oh yeah. Um. All right, so then we flash to Horvath, and he stops at a corner diner, bodega, sure, some place uh, where somebody cooks food. Because he is looking for some backup. So I don't know how he sniffed out this old man Morganian. I think... Morganian? Morganian? I think he knows him. He's what we, uh, in the vampire world, would call a familiar. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. 
the you have a tattoo on the back of his neck. Do sorcerers have familiars? But he says that he's know. looking anybody? for anybody. They can, but usually they're animals. <laughs> I don't Maybe know. this is a fox. But he says he's, he needs some help, and uh, the guy at the diner's like, "I got this one guy for you," and sends him off to this one guy. Who's the one guy? We're not there yet. Oh. Well, it's really cool because he's cooking hamburgers, and Horbath walks up and he's like, and he does the symbols onto the things. That was pretty yeah. sweet. That was a cool. To story. identify himself. Yeah. Like, Pentagrams like, on your burgers. Oh. I was like, I haven't seen this. What do you say? Since I was a little boy or something like that. Yeah. That was cool. Which yeah. makes me wonder if that's when Horbath was uh, trapped in the Grimhold. If this dude was maybe someone he had met maybe when he was a little kid. But then we flash back to training, which Balthazar is trying to teach. Um, Dave, how to throw plasma bolts. And we get this fun little montage of failure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we he has the stupid catcher gear on. Yeah. And he's padding. like, haha, that's why I'm wearing the padding. Pulls it up and gets hit in the nuts. He's wearing hockey pads. He's wearing hockey pads. Yeah. Fun, it ends with a fun dick joke. Yeah. It's not funny. It's stupid. Hits himself in the balls. I'm sorry. Nut shots are always funny. This movie should be. Did you smile? This show. Did, no. Because I knew it was going to happen. Not at all. You didn't smile at all. No, not when I watched it. Interesting. Time. No. Maybe when I first saw it in 2010. Well, it was probably 2011 when I first saw it, but still. All right. So then we flash back to Horvath, and he goes to meet his, his possible henchman, and he goes to uh, Penthouse. And he walks inside, and he looks all around, and apparently this guy's day job is uh, Chris Angel, the magician. <laughs> Mind freak. He does have the Chris Angel thing going on. Chris Angel's kind of big around this time, so. Yep. His name is Drake. Drake. No, nobody else saw something. the new Fright Night. No. No. Okay. With Colin Farrell. Yeah, I saw it. He's he's saying he's he's very similar to the character in that yeah. uh, David Tennant plays. Very similar. But uh, Chris Angel's still cooler. No, he beats <laughs> Drake Stone, and he does not seem impressed. But uh, he needs some backup, so he kind of identifies himself. And He's like, this is what's passing for Morganion now, huh? And Drake... He has Magic the Gathering cards. <laughs> <laughs> Drake dismisses his manicurist and his other people that he has with him. And then uh, Horvath and him have a quick little chat about how Horvath needs him as backup because he's got to take out the prime Merlinier. <clears throat> Merlinian. <laughs> Can you say it right once? Nope. You're not helping your cause by changing it to the prime <laughs> Merlinier. Then, uh, then we go back to, we get some more training where we're playing with fire. And then I guess we get hungry because we go out to eat. And Dave has picked a very convenient bench right outside the radio station. Yeah. Balthazar is eating way more sandwiches than you would think. He says, I haven't eaten in 10 years. <laughs> I'd be pretty hungry. That'd probably be the first thing I had to do. No, first I have to go pee. <laughs> then, yeah, I would have a sandwich. And then, um... Fuck, that's New York. I get pizza. Becky leaves work, and we see her. And we see... And Balthazar sees Dave see her. And he's like, no, 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 no. You do not have time for that at all. If this is between, you know, we're trying to save the world here. We don't ta- got time for ladies. Love is a distraction. And Dave thinks she's worth but it. love is a battlefield. And mm-hmm. runs after her, but not before yelling, don't eat my sandwich. My sandwich. <laughs> well, it had the moist maker in there and everything. You know? <laughs> All right. So Dave, she uh, says, hey, Dave, are you stalking me? And he says, not in a creepy way. Which is a good line. <laughs> and he walks her to the subway. Where, oh no, they get mugged. 
Becky is very sad because, because was my grandmother's her grandmother's bracelet, and Dave's like, "Oh, well, I'll do. I'll take care yeah, of this." Screw that noise! I'm the Green Lantern, and goes <laughs> after the guy. And I'm Hal Jordan, bitch. <laughs> freaks this guy out because he's acting a little weird, but in the end, manages to levitate a trash can into hitting the guy in the back of the head. And the guy's like, "Do you see that?" <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny. It was funny, and. Uh, so he gives her her stuff back, and he, she's like, how did you do that? And he's like, I've been doing cardio boxing. Yeah, cardio boxing. <laughs> That's awesome. But uh, she seems to be impressed, and he uh, offers to help her with her midterms, and she agrees. And then he says it's a date. And then he's like, no, no, I didn't mean a date. I meant a, just a meetup, and it's then not the, a date. It's, it's not a date. And, yeah. and she starts leaving, and she starts laughing. But she likes it because he's adorably... Awkward. Awkward. He's adorkable. He is I adorkable. We heard you. <laughs> and then Balthazar shows up to tell him that love is a detraction. Not a battlefield. As Not a battlefield. No. Then we get to the next day. We and we got Horvath and Drake are down in Battery Park scouting locations for the Rising. Because it's a movie made in New York, so we have to get some key Gotta hit Wall Street. <laughs> Gotta hit Wall Street. Gotta get the, the bull statue in there somehow. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to Dave's the lab. the girl statue. Because that wasn't there yet. It wasn't there. <laughs> we get back to Dave's lab, and Dave and Balthazar are talking, and there's a knock on the door, and it's Becky. And Dave's like, you need to go, because she can't know about you. And Balthazar's like, we are supposed to be training. This is a serious situation. And Dave's like, we will later this is a girl but uh like she's really hot dave expects him to like hide in a closet but he doesn't no instead he he, goes the other way he goes to the door and decides to be weird uncle balthazar like this is my um um he's like uncle balthazar is like yeah uncle balthazar and then She's like, I can come back. And Balthazar's like, no, no, it's time to get your medication. No, he says, maybe you should come back. And Dave's like, no, no, now's perfect. And that's when old Nikki Cage is like, that's okay. I had to run out anyway to get your med- your itching medication, anti-itch cream or something like that. Yeah. It's like, wow. Ouch. And he... So, Mr. Uh, Warlock blocked. <laughs> so, <laughs> Balthazar dips out to go back to the Arcana Cabana. <laughs> so that's no longer the Arcana Cabana. But he's still got stuff hidden in the basement. He's got to go get He's got a lot of walls. shit in the walls. <laughs> <laughs> if you could x ray that thing, like, holy shit! The whole time he was the holy down there, I kept there. thinking, somebody's going to see him down there. Somebody's going to come down and be like, what in the hell is going on? Nah. Nope. nope. He took his time. He was opening all the stuff, he was looking at all the stuff. <clears throat> no. Well, he's the prime equator, so. <laughs> back to Dave and Becky and he shows Becky his Tesla coils and yeah, he does <laughs> oh god he, they get in the Faraday cage and then uh, he has he uses says, Put the, your hands the right coils here. to produce sound waves to sing to her again more One Republic secrets and it's sweet dun, and dun, sappy dun, dun, and dun, dun, even dun, says dun, it's sappy, but she likes it. She's into it. If she's into that song, and, it, and I think that would be good. That would work. And it showed her that he listened to her. He, he listened thing. to her show and then and he tells her, you know, I never I've been working on these things for years and I never really noticed that they make music until I listened to your show. 
You're already touching me deep, deep inside, and I wish you would touch me deep on my outside. Good line. Wow. And well, that's what he wants. <laughs> I was like, did I was like, he say that? No. And I missed it. <laughs> uh, also, that's really deep for a first date. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was not. But she, he also, he didn't even really hang out with her but five minutes, and he told Nicolas Cage that he loves her and she's the one. True. So I was like, wow. That's, that uh, is true. Like, when you find the one. He's a smitten kitten. He's loved her for ten years. I guess. Look, yet, yet he lost her and never found her again. The power of an unchecked box, sir. Don't underestimate the power of an unchecked box. Uh, Missed opportunities. Always check boxes. <laughs> All right. So checking <laughs> off the next box, Dave walks um, Becky to class and then uh, goes to pee. He says, I really got to pee. Because and I don't know why he couldn't do that with her around, but maybe he's know. allowed to pee her. I don't know. <laughs> or shy pee her. Maybe he didn't realize he had to pee until he walked a bit. Because sometimes you don't think you have to go and then you leave the house and then all of a sudden you're like, why didn't I go before I leave the house? Because my bladder is so full it might explode. That happens. To you. To girls. So <laughs> Dave goes to the bathroom and Drake comes in and attacks him and Dave doesn't know who he is. And Drake is wearing these really high heel boots. Mm-hmm. What in the bullshit is that? There's some platforms. Part of his look. Mm. They're definitely the same kind of old man shoes though. So I yeah, feel like they're old man shoes. <laughs> and he's wearing like the glove that doesn't cover if, his if whole he, hand. If your yeah. old man just was the fingers, those are so douchey. Yeah, yes. Why would you wear a glove that doesn't cover your hand? He's definitely in the douche. Because apparel. I do like he's like you don't know who I am. Are you part of Depeche Mode? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, he's like, come at me, bro. Give me your best spell. But Horvath comes in and says he's gonna kill him. But uh, and tells him that. Balthazar's not telling him everything. He doesn't know the real reason why he want why he wants to Grimhold and about Morgana and mm-hmm. so there's a lot that's going on and I don't know why Dave would take Horvath's word for it because this dude keeps trying to kill him. But Balthazar is there to save him again. Mm-hmm. And he did say, I'm gonna kill you. But you know what? Give, let me give you a minute. Maybe <laughs> maybe you shouldn't have taken his side, maybe you should have taken mine. But I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of killing you, I'm going to explain everything, and then I'm going to kill you. I like Bond movies. <laughs> but we get a quick little fight that ends with the Drake in unconscious in the toilet and Horvath stuck in the mirror. So it's pretty yeah. funny. And then... Uh, is it the hung- thank God Balthazar is the following The Hungarian, Hungarian mirror trick. Apparently, because it comes up a couple times, There's this, they put this trick on a mirror, and then they throw you in the mirror, and you can't get out. Well, you can. Well, you can't Apparently, get out Apparently, if you're in easily. a car, yeah. but not... <laughs> Yeah, evidently, because later on it'll come up that he could just drive through his own yeah. reflection. But maybe you yeah. have to be a certain speed. I don't know, but something about but it. But Horbath couldn't. You have just to go do through it. your whole. Dr- well, maybe he didn't have enough space there in that mirror. Yeah, sure, maybe. we'll go with that. Mm. Well, because he would have had to drive through his reflection and over a bunch of sinks. Yeah, that would have been really impossible. He's Alfred Molina. He's an. He's kind of a little bit of an no, no, older man. He is not. He is Horbath the Great. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, he needs help from that idiot he's, he's who's uh, the clean? in stall number three. Yes. So, so um, the prime linear But Dave <laughs> asked for more info. And Balthazar tells him about Morgana and about how Dave is deprived Merlinian. And uh, Dave is kind of shocked and doesn't really believe. And Balthazar is kind of a super douche about it. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Look, you are you promised to be my apprentice, and you're going to learn it. You're going to destroy Morgana, yeah. and this is what's going to happen." And we're just going to try to pretend like I 
I shared some valuable information with you before I convinced you to agree to be my apprentice. And there's no going back. But now that you are, you can't turn back. But here's the situation. <laughs> yeah, she's got a point. <laughs> he but seems surprised you didn't tell him anything. No, you did not. But Gave yeah, him a cool ring, though. They have a bit of a fight, but... Um, it, does, it seems to end with, but, you know, at one point he's like, I'm not helping. He's like, I'm not your friend. I'm your master. <laughs> and who's the master? Balthazar. I thought show enough was. And then we go back to <laughs> Horvath, who has, uh, uses some magic to get Dave's info from the student union or wherever mm-hmm. he is. And, um. Where well, he Jedi mind tricks the guy. He literally says, yeah. you don't need to see my credentials. That was pretty good. Well, his his assistant, dude, Blake, is that his name? Drake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Drake goes, these aren't the droids you're looking yeah. for, and it's mm-hmm. being funny. He says, he says blatantly, we're, we're yeah. stealing this. <laughs> Which makes me wonder if this came out right before or right after Pickles. Disney got um, Lucasfilm. No. no. This, this, this is this 2010. Before, right? Yeah. They just got him, like, recently. Three years ago. I don't know. That all the years left together. Was it? Because it was more than three. Yeah. I would say it's like five years ago. I don't know. Who knows? They got him, then they had to do all that time and prep to, to do The Force Awakens. Yeah. And that's been out since 2015, yeah, right. so. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't done by this time. And this was only five years before that. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were in talks. Maybe they were in talks. Who Maybe knows? they were in talks. Probably. But, um, so then we flash back to uh, Dave and Balthazar, and Dave wants to know, when will he become the Prime Merlinian? She the, said it, yeah. And Balthazar tells him that the Prime Merlinian will become so powerful within, he will no longer need his ring. Ooh. And then we also find out that Balthazar is experimenting on Dave's dog. And he is trying... (laughs) Yeah. He's trying to merge them, do the spell where you merge your consciousness with somebody else. And he's practicing. And uh, this is a little... We, the audience, knows that he's trying to save Veronica. So, but Dave doesn't know. And Dave's trying to clean up because Becky's going to come over and he spills soda all over the place. And um, Balthazar leaves. I can't remember why. Well, he's pissed because you're insisting on interrupting training time for this chick again. And uh, I'm going to be back later and we're going to effing work and you better. (laughs) Yeah, because even though he's mad, he does give Dave time with Becky. Mm-hmm. And so Dave's trying to clean up, and, but he doesn't have time to clean up before Becky comes over. And he's like, he gets this idea. And then we get the mop scene. From Fantasia. From Fantasia, where he animates the mops and the sinks and the sponges and the buckets and leaves them cleaning up while he goes to take a shower. Mm-hmm. No dancing hippos. Though. And when he comes yeah, back. Yeah, I think they should have some dancing hippos. When he comes back, it's completely out of control. Like Horrible mess is made. And knock, 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 there's Becky. He tries to stop it, but he can't. He goes to tell he goes to the door to answer it to get Becky to leave, and a mop's attacking him from behind. I don't know what it's doing to him, but yeah. it looks from Becky's perspective, it looks crazy. Yeah, definitely. I would open the door, but like I'm having a situation. Definitely hashtag me twos on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and um I probably should make fun of that, though. <laughs> no, but we're hoping but you that know, she thinks he just you know has terrible stomach yeah, yeah. cramps or something. Like, yeah. 
We hope it's just this glucose again. So, um, so he, she's like, maybe I should go. And he's like, yeah, you should do that. Which also seemed like abrupt and mean and not mm-hmm. how you want to say what you want to say to the girl you love. Yeah, you don't want to say that to your lobster. But he goes back and he's being attacked by all the mops and Balthazar comes in and saves him again. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no shortcuts. And is real mad because Dave won't pay attention and won't try to learn. If Dave, he got electrocuted, he would have lost his powers. Yeah, because he almost gets electrocuted with a Tesla coil, almost falls over with him. I mean, or die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you put it that way. That, well, that was my whole thing. Is like, you know, I saved you from being electrocuted. And I was like, oh, because he would have died. Now you would have lost your powers. I'm pretty sure you would have died. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe. He's not immortal. We don't. We, How do you know? Hey, I mean, I don't know. Maybe well, to cut off his head. That's what I was. That's not usually about. how you what you say when somebody dies. Oh, they lost all their powers. <laughs> <laughs> no, they say, "Look, his body's rejecting life." But maybe it should be. Maybe. Oh, what happened Jeff. to Steve? Did he die? No, he lost all his powers. <laughs> how? He was in a car accident. <laughs> his body rejected life. <laughs> that's how we're gonna go. So Dave, Dave gives up. He says he can't do it. That he's just a guy and that he can't be the prime millennial or whatever. Millennial! <laughs> and he goes to meet She's Becky. She's fucking with her own movies. <laughs> and he goes to meet Becky. And uh, he sees Becky being all cool with all her cool friends in the coffee shop. And he just stands up there like a dweeb and then walks away. But she caught sight of him in the mirror and uh, follows and after follows him. Because she likes him. And Aww. she follows him up. He goes to that building again. To where the Iron Eagle is, and she follows him up there, and they have a little chat. And she's still into him, despite the fact that he's creepy and weird and kind of stalking her and mm-hmm. awkward. Not and, a weird way. I he mean, was going to throw the ring. Yeah, he was going to throw the ring, but she stopped it. And then she says, she says, brings up the field trip and the cool King Kong thing. And he says, the bitter irony is that 10-year-old me is cooler than 20-year-old me. I think 20-year-old you is pretty cool. Yep. And they have a moment. A shared moment, a if shared you will. <laughs> Where she's thinking about inviting him onto her premises. Because he's chasing Amy. <laughs> and then... More Becky. He's chasing we go Becky. back to Dave's lab. And Dave comes in. Oh, wait. That's not Dave. It's Drake. And he attacks Balthazar. Tricked you. And Horvath gets the Grimhold. You would think a level 775 wizard would know that. You'd think... And this is where we find out why Horvath betrayed Merlin all those many years ago. Because it's over. It's always a woman. It's always a woman. Because Veronica loved Balthazar and not Horvath. And Horvath couldn't stand that because Balthazar was his best friend. Broke before hoes, dude. Got 99 enchantments, but a bitch ain't one. They they implied earlier that it was over love, but yeah. I, honestly, until this point, I got the impression that he fell in love with Morgana, and that's why he started working with her. But no, no he, they yeah. both fell in love. He's got like the, the worst movie. reason in, in ever to want to blow up the entire world. Girl didn't like me. Well, you know what? <laughs> like, hey, there's there's plenty of fish in the sea there, there homie. There are plenty of men and women out there that commit horrible acts of violence because the person they love didn't love them. So... Speaking of Darth Vader. Yeah, right? No, she loved him. No, nah, she did. But she just didn't love her kids enough to... 
but that's a different problem. <laughs> she just didn't love her kids. Was like, oh no, my husband's a dick. I'm like, just gonna go ahead and like check I take out. Take care of two kids by myself. Yeah, I'm gonna die. Yoda, you, <laughs> Yoda, you take care of them. I've lost the will to live. <laughs> just don't stick them in a. Spot. Ben, you got this. I'm out. <laughs> okay, so let's not pull, start pulling those strings, though. But this time, so they're gonna. Looks like this is the end of Balthazar. Dun dun dun. But this time it's Dave to the rescue. Stops the knives. So Horvath and Draco. I, I, I want the knife. <laughs> run out and Balthazar and Dave follow and we get a cool car chase. Mm-hmm. Horvath turns his car mm-hmm. into some kind of something awesome. Yeah, I don't know what these cars a are. A Porsche, a Ferrari. <laughs> Tesla, a, I don't know. I was no, um, Tesla. they have a Mercedes. Is it a Mercedes? I don't know. And then Dave's like, hey, that's really awesome. And then Balthazar's like, watch this shit. And does the same thing to his car. And then they're that's just the Mercedes, yeah. speeding. Zoom, zoom. And Balthazar goes, or Horvath goes <laughs> into a tunnel and fills it with smoke. All of a sudden the guns come out and like, pew, pew, pew. <laughs> and and <laughs> they, they keep following. And we get that scene that happens in movies all the time where the guys have the mirror on the side of the road. <laughs> and Horvath tricks... Um, Balthazar into it, and he runs in the mirror. And, you know, old Hungarian mirror trick. Nah, I hate when that happens. And Dave's like... I was like, stuck in a mirror last week for Dave's like, days. oh my Jeez. God! And Balthazar's like, don't worry. Yes, we can get out, and no, we're not going to die. We just have to drive through our own reflection. But Horvath knows that, so he keeps destroying the reflections as they drive neck and neck down the street. Until? Until... Uh, they, you see a giant piece of glass from up high that starts to fall, and Dave's like, we'll never make it! He's like, bitch, I wasn't gone in 60 seconds. <laughs> but they do. Like, I was stuck in an urn for 10 years. That's all I did was play <laughs> video games. And then, it looks for a second like they've lost, they made it out of the mirror world, but maybe they've lost the bad guys. But oh no, Horvath has turned his car into a garbage truck. And is gonna dump a dumpster on them, and Dave gets a bright idea and turns his into a tank. No, Balthazar Pinto into a green Damn. Pinto. I and Balthazar's like, "This is your good plan." And Dave's like, "Well, I meant to c- turn their car into it, but how we could turn their car into it without touching it, I don't know." He's the prime equator. Uh, the <laughs> but latitude and they, longitude. They Millennium. escape. They escape the car, but the bad guys have already let, abandoned their car, too, so they follow on foot. But Horvath distracts Balthazar by making some woman look like Veronica, and they get away. That was a good trick. And then, so, Balthazar and Dave go back to Dave's lab. And this is where Balthazar explains about Veronica and how she was like Dave, that she just wanted to be normal. And all Balthazar wanted was the magic. Sort of. <laughs> and that he, you know... And that he loved her, and he still loves her, and that Dave has to, uh, you know, and that, and then Dave starts to say something about Becky, and Balthazar says, you know, I'm glad she likes you, and no, I'm not surprised, only glad. So Balthazar's happy that Becky loves Dave, even while complaining that she's a distraction. (laughs) But Dave, all of a sudden, is all in. He's like, I'm going to help you, we're going to just save the universe, destroy everybody, and Save Veronica. I am the prime Linguinian. <laughs> <laughs> because Dave is a romantic. Mm-hmm. So then we flash to Horvath and Drake. And Horvath says they got the Grimhold. And Horvath says this is going to be the next helper on our road to freeing Morgana. And 
Drake is like, how are you going to do that? And Horvath's like, I'm going to use this really cool spell. Parasite spell. Yeah, this parasite spell. Let me show you how it works. And then he steals all of Drake's magic. Well, he says, you know what the parasite spell is? And he's like, no. And he goes, of course you don't. You weren't trained by anybody. And then he does it on him. You're like, damn, that's fucked up, man. Mm-hmm. I kind of saw that coming, though. Did you? I, was, yeah. I didn't know. I parasite? Yeah, I know, but I like I like. But uh, did Drake. he die, or did he just yeah. lose all his power? I think he died. I think because he died. Because I kept expecting when they go to his house and they're looking for the Grim Hole for them to find his body. Yeah, and I they about don't. That too. <laughs> yeah, there's another. Well, we'll get to that. Well, and you know I don't like when people die, but I thought he died, and I thought no, they no, were going to find his body. Well, maybe, maybe they took away his power, and then him and Officer disappear. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but maybe without his power, maybe his ener- his body disintegrates without the energy to hold it together. Yeah, that's not how that works. We don't know. Okay. They never know. He was dusted. Good, uh, I suppose. Well, yes. So he's just, just dust in the there. wind. But um, <laughs> all he is is dust in the wind. But so Horvath, and so the little my boy Salem Luke. witch girl comes out, and Horvath sends her after Becky. Surprise turn of events. Yeah. And she kidnaps Be- Becky from the radio station. Which is why you don't have a girlfriend when you're super. And then <laughs> when she goes back well, to the penthouse, identity, you see. Yeah. when she goes back to the penthouse, Horvath then steals her power to release Morgana. Bye bye, little Sebastian. She she got real scared there for a little bit, as only little kids can be scared. Um, that's the. Uh, the, the witch? The yeah. little witch. And he takes her... Now, do they all have a, a they power have, thing? They have yeah, a little thing. Okay. He takes that and he puts it on his staff. The Prime Merlinian is the only one who's going to be able to pr- use magic without... A MacGuffin. A MacGuffin. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, they all have rings or something. Drake's? He had a ring. He had a ring. Oh, he had a ring? Mm-hmm. And Horvath uses his uh, pimp cane. Yeah, I know he's got the his pimp cane. Because his pimp arm is strong. All right, so Balthazar and Dave arrive at Drake's penthouse. And Dave is very unimpressed with uh, Drake's decor. He looks at the painting and he's like, that's horrible. (laughs) And they split up and Balthazar goes in this room that has a very cool rug. And it's a Persian quick rug. And he sinks into it like quicksand. And he has a good line about how. And Horvath thinks that I'm old-fashioned. He has no Dread Pirate Wesley to save him. No. <laughs> and I love how, no matter what happens, Nicolas Cage is just like, whatever about everything. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, I'm stuck in a in a Persian... He never rug. panics. Well, he's level 7,777. <laughs> and he fell for some stupid-ass rug. I'm sure he's kicking himself all the way down. He's like, all right. Well, I should have saw this. I should have checked for traps. <laughs> probably only DC-12. <laughs> he net won that uh, trap check right there. Yeah. But uh, wow, that was really D and D issue. Like he not won that rug right there. Okay, go ahead. Just, okay. just 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 go. We're so close to the end. Can I, I just get through it? Yeah, let's just power through this shit. Power through. All it. right. So uh, Dave finds the Grimhold and goes to get it, but then Horvath comes in. He thinks it's going to be trapped. Yeah, but it's not. <laughs> he does the old Indiana Jones and the idol in the bag of sand move. Ha! But That's uh, how that works, by the way. I know. <laughs> But uh, he turns around and then Horvath has work. Becky. <laughs> it didn't work for him and he wants Dave's ring and he wants the Grimhold and he wants them now. And Dave, of course, loves Becky, so he gives them up. You never do that. You shoot the hostage. And that's when Balthazar Haven't comes in. Have you ever seen Speed shoot the hostage? <laughs> Balthazar has used his awesome powers to escape the Persian quick rug and comes his in. His awesome powers, he like grabs Just the chain. in time to see the situation with Dave and <laughs> yeah. Becky on one side and Horvath and the Grimhold on the other. 
actually pulled all the curtains down too. <laughs> and uh, Horvath escapes, but Balthazar's going to go after him. Dave wants to help, but he's like, you don't got no magic, you can't help. <laughs> I can get a fucking clock. Balthazar takes off on the eagle, but uh, Becky is freaking out. She's like, tell me the truth. Well, first of all, on Nicolas Cage there, Balthazar went up on the ledge and she starts freaking out like, what is he doing? He's like, he does that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and then he, she jumps off the building and she's like, oh, Jesus. What did he say, though? He had a cool line. Do you remember what it was? No. Before he dies, fake dies, he said something about. I Catch you on the flip side? No, know. he had some kind of cool little deep little line. I don't know. I thought it was cool, but I, I didn't write it down. Mm-hmm. Something about life living and you know, blah, blah, blah. He and said, then he just kind of falls Oh, he off. said you only have a certain amount of time. You don't know how yeah. much time you, you have. Yeah, you never you know how much you're going to have. Yeah, it was a cool How much line. time you're going to have with the people you love. So cherish And then he does a something. crow drop off the back of it. And lands <laughs> on an iron eagle. Yeah. <laughs> goes to Mount And Doom. so, but Becky wants Becky wants the truth. So Dave decides you can handle this and tells her the truth. And you know what? She's okay with it. <laughs> she can handle the truth. She was strangely okay with it right away. Right away. Yeah. It didn't take any convincing. To which he says, you're sexy. <laughs> I think it got a little weird there. <laughs> and Dave... He overplayed his hand. But they don't have time for that because Dave's got a plan. That even though he doesn't have any magic, he's got he's this got plan. science. He's got science. Which is almost the same thing. And... He tries to ditch Becky, but where she's going to be safe. But she's like, no, I don't have magic. You don't have magic. I'm with you. And she's like, she's she wants to help, too. She's like, dude, I just found out magic's real. I want to see some of this. And you, <laughs> you said, if you don't we go, don't hey. succeed, I'm going to die. If I go with you, maybe I'll die. Either and, way, I'm going to die. And proof 100% positive that Bennett is a better friend than Balthazar. When Dave calls him and says, hey, I need, your, I need you to meet me at the lab. This is super important. He dips out on his chick. I would have yeah. done that. I know you wouldn't have. You don't, go, you don't tell a chick, hey, I'm the prime Chianti. <laughs> and magic's real I'll see you tomorrow <laughs> like, no, wait hold on I want to see some shit but That's uh, not fair. Bennett meets uh, Dave and Becky at uh, Dave's lab where he helps him hook up a Tesla coil to the front of his car mm-hmm. <laughs> and Bennett's like which is uh, bad idea by the way yeah probably and Bennett is super excited for you think he's going to be like dude I left my woman he's for like you. wolf pack yeah, he says, I don't know what you're into, but you're all in. <laughs> and he just seems really excited that Dave's got something happening here. Yeah, yeah. He's got a girl. He's got plans. He's not just holed up in his lab being weird. He's very happy for his friend. This is a supportive tertiary character. That's why he's my favorite. And then uh, I, I disagree with his decision to leave his woman like that because that never works out well. <laughs> and then we get to Battery Park where Horvath uses all the stolen energy from everybody else, and releases Morgana. It seemed a little too easy. (laughs) I mean, he he just had to beat a bunch of... Like this whole part for her to come out, and then she just immediately starts casting casting the the spell. It just seemed like, oh, so we're completely ready now. (laughs) She doesn't even get a minute of, is that a hot dog stand? Are those cars? (laughs) No, when is this? What's happening? I have got to pee. (laughs) No, no, no I'm Anybody got so a, a Philly? But <laughs> Philly much like cheese? every time you got some evil sorceress in a movie, she has to do a fun dance yeah. to cast a spell. <laughs> Not as cool as Enchantress in Suicide Squad. We well. have This is the third evil sorceress we have seen. Because we saw Enchantress do it, and we saw in the last Red Witch Sonya. Hunter. Mm-hmm. Red Sonya. Oh, so our fourth. 
This is our yeah. fourth evil sorceress. There might be more if we look. Was one of those sharks an evil sentient? <laughs> <laughs> but, I think the then Kevin one. Costner wiggle his hips and make some water. <laughs> but they always do these like weird dance moves. <sighs> to cast and, they, circle. and why but, do they always have to just say some mumbo jumbos like ah ga ga ba ga ba da da? Oh, it's like because they're really because level seven thousand and seventy six ain't have to do it. I said because and started to say stuff and he's like really it cuts me off <laughs> as if my only explanation was because I'm going to tell you why Uh-oh. you want to know why because they're from the past and what sounds like normal speech to them is mumbo jumbo to us because we don't understand what they're saying well played <laughs> but my point is <laughs> why does she have to say anything at all if he's a 76 million level sorcerer what is she a billion yeah, she she's be. fucking Anyways. Morgana. She's one step below Merlin, Jesus Christ. And also, next time I watch this, I'm checking for rings. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> I don't think she had one either. She starts to cast a circle, because she's got to cast a circle, and then she can call the rising. But as she's sending this, casting this giant circle that covers a half of Manhattan, mm-hmm. Dave can see it. He sees it flashing through the air, and he's like, holy shit, she's casting a circle. And Becky's like, what are you talking but about? Becky There's can't. nothing there. Yeah. Which is weird because I'm like, I thought we had to hide the magic from the Humies. But the normies, she, she can't see it. I'm pretty sure that when the dead started to rise, everybody could see yeah. that. But well, I would she hope. Just it'd be weird to attack by zombies you don't even see. Well, like, like the dude, people that... at the Chinese New Year, they could see that the dragon came alive. Yeah, that's, they well, that's what I was wondering. They couldn't tell a whole lot of what else was going on. They yeah. thought it was but, a show. So. But the dragon came alive. Maybe, maybe <laughs> evil magic is more secretive. <laughs> well, here's my question. When a death started to rise, did Egon and Peter <laughs> but maybe and Ray PKE just meter. Maybe immediately just buried well, Maybe like, normals. That's a big Twinkie. Yeah. <laughs> maybe normals can't see the spell itself. They can only see the effects of maybe. the spell. I don't know. We're thinking really hard All right, about we're at the finish line here. Yeah. Let's push it. So. Put the hammer down. So Dave <laughs> sees this. He sees the signal. And he realizes immediately that they're using the satellite dishes to coordinate mm-hmm. the signal. Because Dave is super smart. And he says, Becky, I'm going to need you to do me a favor. I know you're super afraid of heights, but I'm going to need you to climb to the top of that tall building. And Why is she preaching all of a sudden? Disrupt. <laughs> you got to raise the low. And disrupt the, sa- and disrupt the satellite dishes. And Becky's like, well, you're really cute. <laughs> what you got to do so is reach down it. in your soul and get up on top of that mountain. So he drops her off, and he races towards Battery Park, and Becky... Cl- goes up high and then we get to Balthazar <laughs> and he has arrived at the park and he uses this really cool fall through the ground spell to hide. I'm sorry, what? Nothing. <laughs> <And>, um, <laughs> he falls through the ground to hide but Horgath, Horvath sees him <laughs> and they fight and Horvath kicks his ass and uh, Dave is like almost the there, but he gets delayed by some old people because mm-hmm. that's what happens when you're in a hurry. Yeah. And Horvath animates the bull statue, and it attacks Balthazar. Meanwhile, the circle is complete, and the rising begins. Mm-hmm. And we get a close call with the eagle versus bull. <laughs> and But it's too late. Becky's not been able to knock the satellite dish off, and the rising has begun, and then we see all, all over this the world. mist and 
dead people coming out of everywhere, but which is a reason 812 <laughs> to be cremated. Dogs and cats living together. Yeah, that's hysteria. But it was okay because a bunch of the dead that came out of the ground, they started to break down into the thriller dance, so they slowed down. <laughs> it's going to take them a while. <laughs> Balthazar takes this opportunity to yank Morgana out of Veronica and into himself, but he's not strong enough and he can't hold her. And she escapes. And Dave's on the scene now, and they're all trying to fight, but nothing's working. And Morgana's like, all right, fuck this noise. I'm going to destroy you, and shoots a giant fireball at him. And Dave blocks it. Because he's the prime Merlinian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did we miss the, the part? the prime hoagie? What? We missed the where part. Becky actually successfully oh. And we missed the part the... where um, cool guy shows up with the Tesla coil and knocks out. Yeah. No, Horbath. I mean, okay. is about to blast him with the with the thing, the cane, and he rolls up with a Tesla coil mounted on his car bullshit, and <laughs> it shocks the fuck out of him and knocks him out. Oh, Obviously, sorry. he loses power. Just, I was just, writing really so fast. I know, I know. I just want to get it out. Yeah. So that makes him lose his power. Becky yeah. does He's successfully disrupt the signal <laughs> and mess yeah, up the sure. circle. Yeah. So all the dead that started rising. Oh, oh, because I'm they're gone. Oh, because I wrote too late. No, Becky knocks the satellite dish off. Which should have been too late. No! <laughs> Becky knocks a satellite. I'm sorry, I read that wrong. Wrong and fastest on the wrong syllable. <laughs> yes. But uh, Dave blocks more. Back to the fight. Dave blocks Morgana's fire. And he and he's like, bitch, I'm awesome. And she's like, no, you're not. And he shoots some plasma bolts at her, but she's made of pixels. She ain't smoked. And uh, she dodges them like a champ. She doesn't dodge them. They go through her. Like her yeah. brain she, separates. Well, it looks like she's actively making holes <laughs> yeah. Yeah. in she's herself. She's making holes in herself. She's dodging. She's mm-hmm. like, bitch, you level two. <laughs> and then she starts... Seven or whatever. And then she starts to fire back, and he creates some shield, which is really only a distraction, because you can see that he's That his calling, first shot where she said, is oh, you got it, it looks like he missed, was really to these power coils that he's animating... They're going to come and attack her. And she tells him, as she destroys the last little bit of his shield, that he has the power, but he doesn't have the strength. Or the experience. And that he's weak. It's funny, because I always thought, I've got the power. And he says, he may not have the strength, but he's not alone. He brought science. And then he uses the Tesla lightning and plasma bolts and these coils... To just destroy her. And then that's when the music hits. You've got the touch. <laughs> You've got the power. And he blinds her with science. <laughs> and then. It's her with technology. He's all like <laughs> celebrating because he's like, yeah, I saved the world. I'm man. I'm man. But Balthazar, meanwhile, has been hit by a plasma ball and is laying on the ground. And Veronica's at his side. And he turns and he sees and he's like, oh, no, Balthazar. And Veronica's like, he's gone. He completed his quest. He lost all his power. <laughs> Slash died. <laughs> Slash died. Slash died. And, uh, but he completed his quest, so now he may rest. But Dave refuses to accept it. And he's like, am I the prime Merlinier or am I the prime Merlinier? <laughs> Plus, I'm not taking care of Veronica. Because <laughs> she quickly... has a, a first like, grade level of education and no ID. <laughs> <laughs> and he, calls, he calls a quick circle and then uses the magic defibrillator. <laughs> and he's like, he's live, damn you, live! 
He's like, I hate you and your old man shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like it doesn't work. But then Nick Cage says, I had this horrible dream where you made fun of my old man shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's kissing. Balthazar and Veronica forever. And then Becky shows up. And more kissing, mm-hmm. Dave sure plus he, Becky forever. And we may have to take a picture of this for the for the podcast. <laughs> no time, little hearts. Hard, hard, hard. B and B forever. More kissing, and then a heart with D plus B in it. And then Dave's like, "Let's get some breakfast in Paris." Mm-hmm. And Becky says, "Okay." And then they jump. They jump on an Iron Eagle and fly away. That's still a long flight on an Iron Eagle. That's got to be comfortable. I was thinking they might get cold. I I can show you the world. If it was a rug, I'd be thinking it was okay. Because at least you could wrap it around yourself. Or, you know, teleport. Yeah, teleport. Oh, is he a jumper? I hope. I don't know. We should do that. That's a good move. You should do jumper, honey. Elaine, jumper. Write it down. That's the end. Oh. (laughs) Who's going first? So, yay, nay, (laughs) may, bay, John. Oh, I get to go first? Okay. So my favorite character is uh, Balthazar. Okay. My least favorite character is Drake. Okay. <laughs> mm, um, my favorite scene is the Sorcerer's Apprentice thing where, with the mm-hmm. mouse and stuff because I like that. That's, that's it's funny. It was okay. Uh, they did a live action thing of it. My favorite line is, well, there's two. I'm going to give you both. And it's both around the same scene, so I'm going to say they both count. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is the, at the Chinese New Year parade? Yes. When Bathazar sticks his head out and goes, "Dave, you should run," and he's all <laughs> calm about it. And Dave's like, "Yo, okay." And the second one is, "Are you insane?" And it's not bit. really a line, but he does the hand thing. Mm. Like, a little bit, a little bit. So you know what? We'll make that my favorite scene because eh. okay, because that was funny. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna ah shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna may bay this movie because the story and everything. There's something here. You could this could be good, but they just keep pulling you out of it with shit like the Prime Merlinian and <laughs> Horbath and Grimsnuck and all this other bullshit. The, the worst names ever. But there's something there where you could do kind of a science and magic thing, and it's all kind of relative and. There's something there, and you get away from the fucking Merlin and uh, Morgana and just script is something. Leave that shit alone. (laughs) Okay? Have another sorcerer be like, this is Bob. Bob was the first sorcerer ever. (laughs) And he has these people, and they got into this thing. Mm -hmm. I hate that everything else has to go back to Merlin. I hate that shit. It's fucking stupid. Yeah, you're the one that really likes that piece of crap new King Arthur movie. Um, I think the new King Arthur movie would be a bad motherfucking movie if it wasn't called King Arthur. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that Anyways. shit. That, that, that story's been done enough. Stop fucking with it. <laughs> so May Bay for John. Yeah, May Bay. I mean, yeah. All right, Carly. All right. My favorite character, also Balthazar, mm-hmm. with my favorite secondary or tertiary character being Bennett. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. Uh, my least favorite character was David. <laughs> he was so whiny. <laughs> And just weird. The actor was weird. I just, I wasn't, I don't know. My favorite scene was a tie between the bathroom scene and the car chase. I liked both of those. 
My favorite line was in the bathroom scene after it, when Horvath tapped on the on the other side of the mirror, and he said, uh, wake up that moron in stall number three for me, would you? And, and the, the dude passes out, and he's like, for heaven's sakes. And then... I am also going to make babe this movie. All right. The reason is different from yours because the names, while Prime Merlinian drove me fat shit crazy the whole time, uh, the rest of them didn't really bother me until we started talking about it and I really noticed it. But the reason is it's <laughs> you, you kind of a... hear something like Horvath. It's kind of a long movie, but at the end, I didn't feel like I really saw enough of their practice to feel like he would have any chance of being successful. Like, at the end, it still seemed like he was a level one sorcerer. And, okay, he discovered this, that he he can now believe in himself, but that doesn't mean he has any idea what to do against her. And I really just didn't, I, I, uh... I just didn't, I felt like we, it's an hour and 40 some minute long movie and we really didn't see him practice in anything except for the shock balls and fire and <laughs> okay. so there were some things where I was like, I don't feel like I'm not ready for this. <laughs> you feel he was inept. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> Tony. Oh yeah. I'm right. on. Yeah. Well, you're, you're left. So. <laughs> uh, favorite character was Balthazar and I liked Drake. You did not. I did. Oh, no, he did. I thought he was hilarious. <laughs> I did, too. He was funny. I he liked that bathroom scene where he's like, hit me with your best shot. Did you clear your mind? Are you ready for this? Yeah, uh, why isn't it working? Uh, least favorite was Dave. He drove me crazy. Uh, I didn't care for him at all. Uh, my favorite line was, um, what does he say? Uh, Dave goes, um, I don't actually know who you are. And Drake's like, really? You don't recognize me? He goes, no, are you in Depeche Mode? Mm -hmm. And then the second line was the one that you did, where he's like, hit me with your best shot. He tries to, and he goes, well, did you clear your mind? Did you focus? <laughs> it could be nerves, because you're you know, he like, tries to talk him into it. That was freaking hilarious. Um, my favorite scene, I like the reverse world. I thought that was neat, although I'm sure it didn't take them any, any kind of uh, big thing to do it. You just reversed the film, I guess. But mm -hmm. I thought it was cool. Okay, so, let's see. This movie's silly. Um, but everyone in it is really into their role. I enjoyed all their performances. I think the movie, I think the problem with the movie was it needed more room. Like, you have all this shit dumped on you in the beginning, and all this shit dumped on you in the, at the end, and then you don't have any, doesn't have any time to grow or anything. I think it'd be a great book. Like, if it was a, it was yeah. a book or book series. And, and I, I thought wonder, maybe it was. I wonder if they had, instead of the dumps at the beginning and the end, if they had shown us a little bit as he was learning and as he was yeah. practicing we throughout. Didn't have time. I might have felt like he was more prepared then. Yeah. We got the dump at the beginning, but he didn't get that dump. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, he's a good dump. And, <laughs> and I wish there was more uh, Monica Bellucci, because there should always be more Monica Bellucci. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's why we're going to do Matrix 2. <laughs> I will yay this. And uh, I'll probably watch it again in like a week or so. Really? Because I, yeah, I really liked it. I just, like I say, the problems, the problems with it, kind of irked me. But I wanted to watch it again because I watched like the last half of it again with her, and I, I liked yes. it more mm. once I was once I was used to this weird shit. And like I said, it just it was just too much compressed into one movie for me to be like, oh my god, this was amazing. But I liked it enough. I, I'd say for people to watch it at least once. Well, well in about a week, also, I have a movie for you to watch. It's, just it's a also a movie that's made for younger people. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. I mean, you don't take some it of the issues that we have, they would not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kids don't care. <laughs> they might like Prime Millennium yeah. and Arcana Cabana. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
So that's two Maybays and two Yays because Elaine Yays this movie, of course. My favorite character. You don't know your own movies. Only Carly does. Balthazar it. and Tony. <laughs> My least favorite character is Becky. Really? Because hmm. I don't understand why she keeps giving Dave a chance. <laughs> Because girls like just, him and treat him like crap, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. There's just like a little bit of like, I... There's no real chemistry with them. There's there's not a lot. And I no, do she's like... she's way out of his league. Yeah. Like so far out of his league. Like I he's do, playing little, like T-ball and she's in the major leagues. <laughs> I do like um, Jay Baruchel. I think he's an all right actor. Really? I like his voice work a lot. I think he's... You like how I don't like his voice work in this because it's like, yeah. um, I don't know what we're going to do. I'm like, are, this, you, are you 13? This movie has the same kind of problem that most of these um, science fiction or fantasy kind of movies is, is they have to set a certain ground rules for you to understand. how, Like, what world is this in? How does the magic work? What mm-hmm. is this? Yeah. Like, there's... There's ground rules here, and there's never a good way to give you that information in a movie. Not in a movie. It's tough. Mm. I, there's just... It's never good. It, there's no good way. So this is silly and fun, and it's PG-13, and it's a Disney movie. So this is like a family movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's upbeat, and it's fun, and there's good banter. And it was really hard to... like. And I'm writing, and I'm trying to do this, and I'm like, man, I just want to watch this again so I can just watch it. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't have that problem. Sometimes as adults, we think that children's <coughs> movies should all be like Pixar movies with all these super in-jokes and all these little bits for the adults. Well, it's not. It's a family movie, and sometimes family movies are just kind of silly and dumb. Mm-hmm. But they're also fun, and everybody who worked on this obviously enjoyed it. And uh, I really like Drake, too, and I think that this is a good movie, and you should give it a chance. And that right. is The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Carly. Okay, please find us at facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast at Twitter or on Twitter at unmovie podcast and on Instagram at unmovie podcast dogs. Like us, rate us, review us, subscribe. We'd love to hear from you. You can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. And tell some friends. We've been getting lots of good numbers lately. And we got some reviews. So send us some reviews too Woo-hoo. on Apple. Tell three friends and have them oh, tell I, three I, friends. I, do, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, no, that's somebody else do that one. Next time on the podcast is John's pick. This is a big one. Uh-oh. Because it's episode 50. Episode 50. Woo! Now, we've talked about this movie before, and Elaine's like, I want to do it, but she waited and did this movie before this one, so we're doing Big Trouble and Little China. Boom! What? Wow. So stand by for Big Trouble. It's going to be a great one. Do you think there was cool sorcerers in this movie? <laughs> Wait till you see the great Lopan. That's all I'm going to say about it. All right. And Raiden. So join us next week. <laughs> to Lou. Next week, talk about Green And the Burning Blade. And a guy that explodes. <laughs> it's all quiet. I know. <laughs> I tried to get you a point in the song where it would be. You're horrible at this. <laughs> this is as loud as it goes. That's where you should have started the song. <laughs> wow. This is two and a half minutes into this fantasia scene. <laughs> also, if only you had like watched the first one, okay, this is where the actual song starts with you. I'm sorry, I was making lasagna. <laughs> I appreciate it. We, we will forgive her. We will forgive us. Forgive us. Two lasagnas because some of us eat don't eat beef. That's what do you mean me. you don't eat no meat? I eat meat, not beef. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs>